Shalom, brother and sister in Christ. Before we enter the Word of God this morning, let's come before the Lord and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you because you have given us new life. And by your grace, we can attend the service this morning. Father, anoint your son, anoint your servant now who will preach, so that your words that will be delivered can lead the congregation to have a grateful heart. So Lord, open our hearts, open our ears, so that we can hear your words with a sincere heart. Thank you, Father, for hearing our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So brothers and sisters, uh, I will tell you a story. One day, <clears throat> there's a pastor went to a barber shop to have a haircut. Uh, I also have this idea to have a haircut uh, tomorrow. So after he had a haircut, he asked the bubble and how much it would cost. So this bubble said, Pastor, this is free because I serve God. So the next day, this bubble found a small prayer book and a thank you knock from this pastor outside his shop. So the next day, a policeman came and had a haircut with the same barber. So the policeman, after he had the haircut, and asked how much it cost. And this barber also said, there's no need to pay because I am serving the society, the community. So the next morning, this barber found some pastry cats and a thank you not outside his shot. So dear brothers and sisters, if you receive, you were given such a service free, how would you respond? How would you respond? So nowadays, people's kind of like uh, easy to forget. Somehow, when we receive blessing from others, we may forget in a short time. Because our life often are too busy until we ignore the person, the people, and things that are around us. And because of that, we forget to be grateful for everything that we have, for everything that we receive. So today, there are many scientific and technological measuring tools that can be used to measure like our weight, our height, our uh, body mass index, and so on. So, if we have a gratitude measuring tools that can be used to measure the index of how thankful, how grateful we are, what is the score that you think you will get? What is the score you think you will get? So last week was Thanksgiving Sunday. Have you given thanks to God for every blessing that you received from Him already? And let's see how the Lord Jesus told us to have a grateful heart. So today's passage is from Luke, the, the Gospel of Luke chapter 17, verse 11 to 19. 
And this morning, I would like to share with you three points. The first point in this passage, from verse 11 to verse 14, we can see that the Lord Jesus immediately showed His mercy to those who are in desperate. So according to biblical geography, uh, you can see, Galilee is about here. Uh, you can see Galilee. Okay? Galilee is in the north, and Jerusalem is about here, uh, in the south. And the Lord Jesus is going to Jerusalem. And Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria. And you see, this is the Jesus' journey to Jerusalem. Along the, the border between Samaria and Galilee. So if you compare these two uh, maps, uh, if you refer to the first map, it's the three pilgrimage path from Galilee to Jerusalem. And actually, the, you can see there's three. Three colors, white color, green color, and red color. So the shortest way actually is the center, you can see, from Galilee to Jerusalem. It's the shortest road. And it's, it's about three days by foot. So pilgrims would have, have passed the cities, if you take the shortest up, you may have passed the city of Sepphoris, Nazareth, Sichem, Silo, and Bethel. So if we compare these two Mac, we can see that actually Jesus seems like taking the fastest, the shortest road. But when he arrived at this city called Jinek, he was supposed to go in, what, south. If he, he want to arrive uh, Jerusalem in a short period. But suddenly, you see, he turned north and went into a village. Uh, this means what? This means he purposely made a special trip there, not by coincidence. Because Jesus knows he will meet with someone there. So the question we may ask, what kind of village did Jesus went to? Why Jesus want to make a special trip today? So, from the passage we know, Jesus made a special trip to a village which consists of 10 leprosy men. 10 men who have leprosy. And the majority of the people from this village may have already left the village. And only a few men who have leprosy stay there. So what kind of leprosy is that? What kind of leprosy is that? If according to the book of Leviticus chapter 13, verse 45 to 46, here say, Anyone with such a defiling disease must wear torn clothes, let their hair be unkept, cover the lower part of their face and cry unclean, unclean. As long as they have the disease, they remain unclean and they must live alone. They must live outside the camp. So during those days, when a disease infects a person, whether it's leprosy or eczema, he must be isolated from others. So these 10 men stood from a distance and called out in a loud voice, just like what we have read in verse 12 and 13. 
Why? Why they need to call out at a distance and call out in a loud voice? It is because they need to isolate themselves from others. And if they stand too close, other people can storm them to die. So that is why this time man in the village stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice and they said, they shouted, Jesus masters, have pity on us. So brothers and sisters, lepers at that time were isolated from the public and lived a completely isolated life. And we can imagine what a sad life it is. And, brothers and sisters, we believe that we have this medicine for this leprosy. But what is our leprosy today? Maybe none of us will be infected with this leprosy of the skin again. But perhaps our leprosy might be a terrible situation that causes us despair. Or maybe a helpless situation. Or maybe some of us experience the betrayal by family members. And some may feel hopeless because of an incurable disease. However, our Lord Jesus is ready to heal us as long as we cry out to God. That's like what, how Jesus takes a special road to that village. So, brothers and sisters, this is aligned with our Wesleyan theology, which is prevenient grace. When our Lord Jesus showed his mercy to those who are in despair, even though they haven't accepted him as their personal savior. So for us as Methodists, prevenient grace is the grace that goes before and is present in all creation, in the natural order, in human consciousness, in the relationships and heritage into which we are born like love of family, the Christian community, the sacraments, creation, the grace, the people that God put beside us, that lead us to Christ. So brothers and sisters, John Wesley described this grace as a porch on the house. And it is where we prepare to enter the house. So brothers and sisters, normally when we went home, we won't stay at the porch. We will enter the house. So John Wesley described this grace as the, the porch on the house. So my mother experienced such grace when she was young. Even though she hadn't known much about Jesus Christ yet at that time, but she prayed to God that if something in particular were going to happen, please let it rain. And God really let, it, let the rain fall down when the communists were hiding nearby her house. And at that day, they, my, my mother heard that the government soldiers have received the news and they are on their way 
through their house. And because of the rain, my mother had the chance to run back and inform the communists to run away before the soldier arrived. If it had not rained and she did not inform them to flee, my mother's whole family would have been caught and put into jail. This is how my mother experienced God's grace before she really know who is Jesus, before she really know, really accept Jesus Christ as his personal Savior. So, brothers and sisters, I believe that every one of us here have experienced God's grace and mercy, especially the prevailing grace. That is how we know Him and come to accept Him as a personal Savior. So now I would like to invite you all to spend a minute to ponder on the grace and give thanks to the Lord in this one minute. Come, let's give thanks to the Lord for His mercy, for His prevailing grace. One minute is gone. So, brothers and sisters, according to verse 14, here we can see how the lepers respond. So, brothers and sisters, if the lepers who wanted to be healed and yet are not willing to follow Jesus' instruction, will they be healed? Will they be healed? If we don't want to follow God's way, especially when we are in difficult situation, when we are in desperation, will we have a chance to be healed? So the second point I'm going to share with you is our responsibility. Because on the first point, we see that Jesus is ready to show His mercy to those in need, and He's ready to help us. But the second point is, how do we respond to His mercy? We obey immediately or we ignore or we don't take it into consideration. So let us look at chapter 17, verse 14b. When they heard from Jesus, go and show yourself to the priest, we can see how these 10 lepers respond. Let us read the yellow highlighted verse together. And as they went, they were cleansed. So without hesitation, they went and showed their bodies to the priests. So the question here, why should they be examined by the priests? 
Because if they have been recovered, they can be, it can be seen. So according to Old Testament, at the time in Judah, lepers have to stay outside the camp. Even if the lepers are cured, they cannot go home directly. They need to see the priest to confirm it is true. Only when it is confirmed, then they can return home after offering sacrifice according to the law. So it is in this situation, Jesus said to them, go show yourself to the priest. The lepers could only be examined by the priest when the leprosy is completely cured. If their leprosy has not been cured, it's meaningless. You go and see, it's meaningless. So when Jesus told them to show their body to the priest, it means at that moment, the lepers were completely healed already. So however, in the eye of lepers, they were not yet healed because they can't use their eye to confirm whether they're healed because they need to wear cloth and so on. So they need to go to confirm by the priest. So instead, they have to believe and obey the word of Jesus. And when they went, they just discover the fact that have completely cleansed and healed. So, dear brothers and sisters, if you believe in Jesus, you will be saved. This is something that we know. And you can overcome all difficult situations by believing in Jesus Christ. So, the question here is, do you accept Him and believe Him as your personal Savior already? Or not. And for your information, some brothers and sisters among us will be baptized in the fourth week of September because of their faith. And this is their response of faith. What about you? Have you been baptized and confirmed? And according to our zone Wesley, this is justifying and saving grace. We cannot just stay at the porch. We need to enter the door. So here, the justification, the prevenient grace prepares us for justifying grace. And justifying grace is another word for pardon. It is the forgiveness of all our sins and our acceptance with God. So justifying grace is the assurance of forgiveness that comes from repentance from turning towards God's question, gracious gift to new life. And it's being reconciled and realigned with God and the acceptance of God's atoning acts in Jesus Christ. And John Wesley also say, justifying grace is actually like the doorway into the house of God's salvation. We need to enter the door to receive the salvation. And when we enter the goal, God will reconcile us to Himself, adopt us into a new life and give us a new identity that we call God's children. By the life, by the love that has been shed on the cross. And because of death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we have hope. 
we are saved. In fact, realizing our identity and worth as being rooted in the one to whom we belong is the essence of justifying grace. And to accept the identity is to enter the doorway into a new existence. This is something that we cannot earn, something that we cannot get by goodness. It's all because of the grace. Grace, the justifying grace. So there was a sister who shared about her gratitude because she had experienced a grazing cat, a grazing cat few months ago. So this sister kept on give thanks to God for his extraordinary protection. She said, if it was not by God's extraordinary mercy, she would have been lying in hospital in coma, even though she faced this grazing case. So this sister chose to believe in God's extraordinary protection. And the Bible passage this morning allows us to see the reaction of these 10 lepers who were healed. So brothers and sisters, what, was their, what were their reaction when they were completely healed? Let's look at this passage, verse 15 to 19, and I would like to invite brothers and sisters to read it together. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice, he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were not all ten clans? Where are the others nine? Has no one returned to give thanks to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go. Your faith has met you well. So the third point this morning I want to say is we should respond to God's guidance with a grateful heart. With a grateful heart. Because this will bring greater blessing. So from the passage here from, that we read, we know that there were 10 people that were healed, but only one, only one came back to give glory to God. So the, the writer of the Gospel of Luke says that only one person came back and he emphasized the contrast here. It was the collective action of 10 person who asked Jesus for healing. But the action of returning back to Jesus in grateful worship was only one. Only one who came back to give glory to God. So he said the gratitude is a personal act and it is from the bottom of the heart. So this lepers is different from the other nine. There are the time of them gathered to ask healing. They were healed together. They were examined by the priest together. And at the same time, they found out they were healed. But the other nine only focused on themselves. Wow, I'm healed! I'm be safe. I'm in Christ. They only focus on themselves. They're not seeing, oh, this is the power of Jesus. Only this Samaritan lepers, he saw his leprosy was healed. It was all because of Jesus. 
power. And his feeling were different from others. And his action was different from the other nine. So as soon as these lepers were healed, he immediately came back to say thank you. No procrastination, no planning, no arrangement. He directly, as soon as he felt God's grace, he immediately came back and gave thanks to Jesus. So, brothers and sisters, what action did he take that was spiritual manifestation? What action did he take that was spiritual manifestation? You can see the verse that I highlight. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. So, brothers and sisters, from this verse, we can see that this man's gratitude to Jesus was overwhelming. And he thanked God with what? With loud voice. And this loud voice is compared to the loud cry in verse 13. As a comparison, he allows his gratitude in, her heart, in his heart to express in the loudest voice and this inspired God's mercy and God's open the greater mercy to this leper. And when he knew that his healing was a miracle, you can see what he do. He threw himself. Normally when we pray, we kneel down. But this man, he threw himself at Jesus' feet. This is what? This is an act of prostration which is a, a more humble act than kneeling. So this action is the act of placing the forehead, the nose and both palms and knees before Jesus. And this is an action. This action expresses his true reverence, gratitude and worship in his heart. So we came back to the question, who is this man? Who is this man? And then in verse 16, we can see that he was a Samaritan. So, brothers and sisters, who is the Samaritan? The Samaritan are the descendants of Jews and non-Jews. And their blood is no longer pure Jewish blood. That's why Jews always Look at me. Look down on them and do not want to associate with them. As you see the three pilgrims' way, even though the shortest way is go through the Samaria, but because of this reason, they look down to them, choose to take a longest path. They don't want to enter the city of Samaria. So, brothers and sisters, this is the man who threw himself of Jesus' faith and thank Him. So, if he is not grateful to God, he may be entangled in the world and will not have the opportunity to come before the presence of God. And even if he came back, Jesus may have already left the place. And this will leave a big regret in his life. 
and in fact, brothers and sisters, being thankful is a duty for every Christian. And this is a command for us. Be thankful all the time and live to be thankful. It's when we be thankful and we give thanks to God. We focus our mind to God's mercy and God's grace. If not, there's many things that in our life that cause us to worry, that cause us into a desperation. And the secret to come out from that is to give thanks, to be grateful. So, brothers and sisters, have you experienced God's grace? I believe that everyone of us, more or less, have experienced God's grace. But the question is, do you say thank you right away for the blessing that you receive? Do you appreciate every opportunity to be grateful? So some people may give thanks once a year or regularly or give thanks according to a plan. I think why here written, this is Samaritan, because God wants us to learn from him. This leper Samaritan. Whenever you receive a grace, give thanks immediately. You see, there are 10 persons, 10 people witness, experience the miracle, but only one came back. And give thanks to Jesus. So we can see this Samaritan put Jesus as a priority. How about you? What is your priority? Do you set Jesus and this gratitude as your priority? So last Saturday, I give thanks because I have this opportunity to attend Chinese congregation 30th anniversary celebration. So from the sharing, from the testimony, from the video, I witnessed how God have blessed our church, how God have led our LCC leaders to have this vision 30 years ago and they took out the call to set up the Chinese service. And within these 30 years, we have witnessed how God blessed our Chinese congregation from 40 members until now 400 plus members. I was also inspired by the testimony which had been written in this Thanksgiving Memorial magazine. So, brothers and sisters, today is also Christian Literature Sunday. And for information, two years from now, our church will celebrate 40th anniversary. And I believe our church has blessed so many members among us, including you and me, myself, from single become a father now. So I believe Many of us have many stories, many testimonies to share. So why not I would like to challenge you to prepare to write your testimony ready for this fourth year anniversary. If not, you can also pass your testimony how you experience God's grace to our sister Kingswan and be published in our this newsletter letter. So brothers and sisters, don't let the fire in your heart be gone. When you've been touched by God, when you experience God, 
Let us learn from this Samaritan. Give thanks immediately. Don't be like nine others. After receiving the healing all, blessing, and forget about that. So, brothers and sisters, do you have any special way of giving thanks? This morning, I've heard from Brother Jiren that in Western countries, they don't have Chinese New Year, they don't have any celebration, but they have Thanksgiving Sunday that they will gather together to have this fellowship to give thanks. So, brothers and sisters, do you have any special way of giving thanks, like have a reunion dinner? And for your humiliation, we can also give our tithes and offering and to show our gratitude to God. And for your information, uh, the, tithe, the closing day of tithing to SCIC is at the end of this month, 31st of August. So you can be ready. And other way, you can also open your house and invite your neighbors to enjoy a Thanksgiving dinner together and make this as an opportunity to share your testimony and use our family, use our house to be a bridge to reach up to our family members, to reach up to our neighbours. May God empower us to be a vessel to testify God's mercy. So brothers and sisters, besides that, Maybe God also calls us when we accept the grace from God. Maybe you want to dedicate your life as a pastor like us or a missionary. Who knows? Don't let the fire in your heart go. Huh? So brothers and sisters, think about that. What are the other things that we can do to show our gratitude, to show our thanksgiving? So the Lord Jesus told us that grateful people bring grateful blessing. So this Samaritan was praised for his gratitude. Even his sins were forgiven. Not only his sickness gone, his sin was forgiven and he was given a new life, abundant life. So brothers and sisters, the grace of gratitude is not just these two. While giving thanks to God, we are not only be praising by God, we also praising, praised by others. Not only we will receive what grace, blessing in terms of the material, we were also receiving blessing in terms of how spiritual as when we keep on praising God, giving thanks to God, we will receive test, the abundant life that Jesus gave. So being grateful is a way to receive blessing. And this leprosy Samaritan was healed by God. Maybe someone among us say, I didn't receive any blessing. So here I want to share with you a short Thanksgiving text on the internet to show that how blessing we are. So in this sharing, the uh, they say, if you have food in the fridge, cloths on your body, a roof over your head, and a place to sleep, you are actually richer than 
8% of the world population. And he continued to say, if you have money saved in the bank, money in your wallet, and pocket money at home somewhere, you are 8% of the rich people in the world. And he continued to say, if you can wake up in the morning with healthy body, you are more blessed than a million people who couldn't make it through this week. And if you have never experienced the danger of war, the silence of prison, the pain of abuse, or the torture of hunger, you are in a better place than 5 billion people in this world. And continue to say, if you have freedom to go to church without fear of harassment, arrest, abuse, or death, you are more blessed than 3 billion other people in the world. And at the last, he said, if your parents are still alive and live together, you are a lucky person. So, brothers and sisters, in conclusion, when ten lepers who were in despair cried out to God, cried out to Jesus, they were all answered and healed. But only one lepers came back to give thanks and glorify God. And Jesus Christ gave him a new life and let him receive abundant blessing. So, brothers and sisters, let us live a life of gratitude with action, and above all, we respond with faith. I'm sure that we will receive more God's blessing. Let's pray together. Oh, Heavenly Father, this morning we have listened to your word. Let your word be abandoned in each of our hearts. And Father, lead us and remind us so that we will have a grateful heart and are always grateful no matter what situation we are facing. Thank you, Father, for giving us your word. In Jesus' most precious name we pray. Amen.